From COK Studios in Diane Reem's dormitory, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider what Republicans are doing in the wake of Donald Trump's presumptive nomination. We'll also consider a summer movie preview with COK's entertainment reporter, Fritz Hicks. And we'll consider what tunic I should wear to the Renaissance Fair. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from OMG McFlippies, now serving the Trump Taco Bowl, lovingly made by the finest Hispanics we could find. They're the best taco bowls ever. They're fabulous. OMG McFlippies, flip in some huge flavor, neighbor. And PBN, now showing the Masterpiece spin-off series from Julian Fellows, Downton Abbey Special Butler's Unit, starring David Tennant and Dame Mariska Hargitay. Check local listings for showtimes. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. The presidential race is now in a new stage. Even though Donald Trump has still got some delegates to win and a convention to get through, he's sure to be the Republican nominee for president. Trump's triumph at the polls has a lot of people with decades of political experience trying to come to terms with a very new reality, a reality that most are not very happy about. Leaders from within the Republican Party are saying never Trump and will not back him under any circumstances. That list includes Mitt Romney, Lindsey Graham, House Speaker Paul Ryan, and both former presidents George W. and George H.W. Bush. Many are calling this the death of the Republican Party as we know it, especially as more lawmakers are saying they plan to sit out this year's GOP convention because they do not like the new Trump-led version of their party. Here to discuss what is going on with the GOP are senior correspondent Cordell Nutbrock and Jane Potts-Hughes, political analyst for The Atlantic. Welcome to you both. Well, greetings, Dinah. Happy to be with you. So, Cordell, last week Trump won in Indiana. Then Ted Cruz quit. John Kasich withdrew the next day. What were your thoughts as the reality of Trump as the nominee hit you? What a completely frightening alternate universe we are currently living in, Dinah. It's like a bad joke or a nightmare that I've been certain I'd wake up from. But alas, the nightmare is now the reality. Perhaps things will end up okay, but we don't know yet. And that's what's making people in both parties scared. They do seem scared, or at least wary. Jane, what can the Republicans do as they deal with Trump as their party's nominee? Start a new party. Seriously. They created the monster that's now devouring their party, and they have nothing to stop it. It feels like watching a Godzilla movie. Mothra attacks the city and completely lays waste to it. So the people send Godzilla out to kill Mothra and save the city. But unfortunately, the Republicans have no Godzilla on their side to take down Trump. Ted Cruz and John Kasich couldn't even beat him when they joined forces. It was pathetic. Trump has destroyed the city in the absence of another monster to fight him. It's best if the GOP just up and moves down the road to a town that hasn't been ripped to shreds by Trump. Can anyone get Trump to move to a more mainstream Republican position? I doubt it. When the establishment favorites in the party oppose him, he just insults them and moves on. He's not even going to try and court the people who aren't in his corner. Jeb Bush said, Donald Trump has not demonstrated strength of character. He has not displayed a respect for the Constitution. Then Trump said, Sure, 
He spent $150 million and I spent practically nothing. Sure, I'm in first place, and he was at the bottom of the heap. Jeb Bush smells like stale farts. Believe me, our podiums were right next to each other at the debates, and he raked. Totally crop-dusted me and Ben Carson. So gross. Isn't this going to spell trouble for Trump as he tries to unite a deeply fractured Republican Party? Quite. The only living Republicans who have been on a presidential ticket who say they will vote for Trump are former Vice President Dick Cheney, Arizona Senator John McCain, and 1996 nominee Bob Dole. Their combined ages is 918, and there's only seven functional vital organs among them. So it's not as if they'll be rallying too many young Republicans to their cause. In the meantime, there are many more loud voices opposing Trump from inside the GOP. Mitt Romney said he'd rather live without an elevator for his cars or eat his wife's dressage horse than vote for Trump. Former First Lady Laura Bush said she planned to vote for Hillary Clinton instead of Trump, to which Trump replied, I know Laura Bush said she'd vote for Hillary, but whatever. She's a carpenter's dream, flat as a board and easy to nail. No, seriously though, she's terrible. Melania is going to make her look even worse when she becomes First Lady. I'd put Laura Bush number one in my least hot first ladies list. Well, he's just not backing off. It doesn't appear that way. Won't this divide affect other races in the fall? Indeed it will. The Republicans are facing a crisis, and this is all they have going for them. Mitt Romney is a lightweight. I have nine car elevators, and they're all stunning. I'm talking way nicer than Mitt's. Believe me. Also, I put my dog on the roof, too, but my dog is in a plush, very classy, very secure hyperbaric capsule. It's amazing. I guess we'll just need to wait and see what the reality of Trump means for the Republicans as the campaign unfolds. But sadly, that's all we can do. And pray for Godzilla. That was senior correspondent Cordell Nutbrock and Jane Potts-Hughes from The Atlantic. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to summer movies. Fritz Hicks, the movie expert behind the blog On the Fritz, is back to give us his top picks for this summer's upcoming big blockbusters. Good to see you, Fritz. Hello there, Connor. I know you're very excited about what movies are coming out this summer. Yes, yes. I'm calling the summer of 2016 the summer of sequels. There's quite a few coming out. Ghostbusters, Star Trek Beyond, Jason Bourne, Finding Dory, Independence Day Resurgence, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, X-Men Apocalypse. Well, no, you know this is only a four-minute segment, Fritz. Hold on, Connor. There's uh, only a few more sequels scheduled for this summer. The Conjuring 2, Now You See Me 2, Ice Age Collision Course, Bridget Jones' Baby, uh, Mechanic Resurrection, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, and Underworld, Blood Wars. It's all sequels. All the time. I guess so. Now, which ones are you looking most forward to? That's a real Sophie's choice, Connor. Meryl Streep, 1982. It's hard to say, but for the purposes of this segment, I'll just pretend that I'm not finding it insanely difficult to pare down my list of most anticipated summer movies. First, 
Let's go with Independence Day, Resurgence, starring Liam Hemsworth, Jeff Goldblum, and Bill Pullman, coming out June 24th. Well, I remember seeing the first Independence Day when I was a kid. Who doesn't? This sequel picks up 21 years later, as Earth has tried to pick up the pieces following the alien invasion depicted in the first film. You can definitely expect plenty of big-time sci-fi action in this one, Connor. I'm sure we'll see lots of battles and national monuments being destroyed. I just don't know if this movie will be as realistic as its predecessor. So why not? It's always hard for sequels to not feel like cheesy rehashings of the original. Besides, Celia Ward plays a female president. How can you get more unrealistic than that? Well, I'm surprised to hear you say that, Fritz. We could very easily have a female president this year. No way, Connor. Bernie Sanders all the way. Okay. My snack recommendation for Independence Day Resurgence is Milk Duds, because they're the same shape as the alien ships, and Mountain Dew, because it's probably what I was drinking when I saw the first Independence Day in the sweet, savage summer of 96. Sounds good. What's next? I'm very excited to see Jason Bourne on July 29th. Several years after his disappearance at the conclusion of the Bourne Ultimatum, Jason Bourne unexpectedly resurfaces at a time when the world is faced with unprecedented instability. Matt Damon looks every bit the part in the trailer, and I can't wait to see the explosive set pieces that director Paul Greengrass uses to advance the plot. Well, I really enjoyed the other Bourne films. Oh, yes, yes. I think a good snack pairing for this would be popcorn, because I need something to munch on during tense action sequences, and a shot of whiskey. Why a shot of whiskey? It's like a hot, bracing Jason Bourne punch to the face. I can see that. My final top pick for the summer is Ghostbusters, starring Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, and Melissa McCarthy, coming out July 15th. I love these funny ladies and the paranormal, so this should be a win-win for me and for John and Jane Q moviegoer. I think the best snacks to pair with Ghostbusters would be some high-C ecto-cooler and a nice big bag of Twizzlers. Why Twizzlers? They look like the energy beams that shoot out of the proton pack stuck on her. Touché, Fritz. I hope you enjoy these summer movies. Thanks, Connor. That was COK's entertainment reporter, Fritz Hicks. For more from Fritz, visit his website, On the Fritz. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you'd like more from the best-looking news team in public radio, go to our website, considerourknowledge.com, for more news and stories. You can also follow us on Twitter, at ConsiderOurKnow, and like us on Facebook. The podcast can be downloaded at Stitcher.com and at iTunes. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. I think the best snacks to pair with Ghostbusters would be some high-C ecto-cooler and a nice bag... <laughs> of dicks. Well, actually, All right. I think the. Sorry. Shh.